And one of them is the science of being great. Um, and here at Unity, we are equating greatness with an aspect of spirituality. We're not separating it and to say that greatness is just something that you do in a three-dimensional way that has no connectivity with anything that you are as a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe and governed by spiritual law. You have within you, I have within me, the uh, energy, the, uh, uh, the wherewithal spiritually to uh, focus that energy into any area that we want and, within, and then we say, or not. It isn't anything that is a requirement. But if we're saying that if there's a stirring within you that we, you and I can give it a focus and we can give it the ability to launch us into something uh, wherewithal we want to launch ourselves into to accomplish something, to uh, have a deeper realization of who and what we truly are. Next slide, if you will. There is a genius in every man and woman waiting to be brought forth. You know, the first thing we have to do is we have to believe that, you know? We have to believe that there is a connectivity within us. We may not always tap into it to the extent that we would want to tap into it, but we need to believe that there is this inner reality that taps who and what the existence of what we and who we always have been. Uh, it isn't a, um, a God out there somewhere that we pray to, but it is an energy that is innate within us, in other words, as us, and we have the ability to give a direction to it. We can give it uh, a goal, we can give it a dream, we can give it a plan, or one of our goals can be to absolutely do nothing in this regard and to just be so satisfied with where things are right now that we're very content to, as it were, just simply tread water rather than swim towards something. And you know, that's a goal, and that's an okay goal for anyone to have. It isn't something that we have to each strive for to get our name in the paper in a positive way or uh, do things that are extraordinary in our society. That's not what this is saying at all. It's saying that there is that energy that is available perhaps on a, on a grander scale than we have ever imagined that is innate within us. And to accept that it is there is the first step. It's to know that it is there. And then we say a quick review. So let's go to the first one. Greatness. Now, as I intimated a moment ago, not necessarily famous, but a better person, one that we can live with as we look in the mirror in the morning. Do you look in the mirror in the morning? You know, you do if you shave, gentlemen. You do if you put on makeup, ladies, right? It's sort of, you know, can, can I live with the person I am looking at in the mirror? Can I say something good and positive about the journey that he, she is upon? Can I look at myself and realize that as a spiritual being, I have accepted myself as that, and I, accepted my, I have accepted myself as being 
within that context of being okay. Whatever the choices are in that context, that they are right and perfect for me. And greatness then sometimes is nothing more than being able to do that on a conscious level having to do with nothing outside of us, with anybody else being aware of anything that we're doing or saying. It's something that we do simply for ourselves, not a famous thing that we are striving to be or to do or to have. But it is a kind of famousness within our own ability to know who and what the God self, the good self that we are truly is. And let's go to the next one, please. Uh, Waddles saying that there is a science behind tapping into greatness and it rests on the premise of our connectivity with all that is. He uh, acknowledges in his own unique way that there is uh, a logical, scientific-like approach to spirituality. There's, there's a connectivity within how we do things, within how we approach things, within how we use the energy that is within us. There is an understanding of how all this works. It doesn't just happen. It happens as we recognize that we are in the loop of the energy of all goodness that moves in us, through us, and as us. And then as we put this into practice and we use the tools of word, we use the tools of thought, we use the tools of understanding, we use the tools of, of an ability to focus upon a goal or a dream or a plan. And to know that you have this, this connection with all that is. You have a connection with the essence of all that is the universe itself. There is no separation. Now, that's nice to say, but we can easily say, well, I'm seeing separation all over the place. You're up there and I'm here and uh, someone else is next to me and I'm certainly not blending within who and what they are or I'm certainly not on the other side of the earth with other people or let alone I'm not in some outer space connectivity with something. But on a God sense, you are. In a real sense, there's a blending of everything that ever has been and everything that is now and everything that shall be. And it is a blending of vibrational frequency. You know, when, when we say that we leave this dimension, all we do is we move into another frequency of the isness of the totality that is God. And in that, it's the same connectivity that we have with all the knowledge and all the wisdom, it's all there. But we have to at least first acknowledge that I do have that ability, that I do, or I can learn to do that. I can learn to tap into that on a conscious level. Next slide. Beliefs to the contrary, which become embedded in consciousness. That's the only thing that could temporarily defeat this. You know, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, uh, we listed a couple all the excuses that we sometimes use. Um, I'm in the wrong gender. I'm in the wrong race. I'm in the wrong uh, economic status. Uh, and you can go on and on and on, as I can as well, to come up with all the excuses. And that's fine if we have excuses as to why we don't want to do it or as to why we don't think we can do it, then 
you, you, you do not have any marks against you. you. You can go through as much of life as, you want to, as I want to go through in this context, uh, simply being okay within the process of choosing not to do much in this area. But we're saying that there is something for those of you, us, we, who really feel a stirring to do something else. It's like the story that Mary Ellen mentioned a couple, three weeks ago about an elderly woman wondering why she hasn't been, you know, why she hasn't left this dimension yet. And her son said, well, I guess there's something that you are yet, yet here to do. And she said, I'm not going to do it, you know. <laughs> And, and that's okay, you know, that's an okay status. Next slide. We're going to talk about mental tools for allowing whatever interpretation of greatness to flow. That is our tool. Tool is always thought. And thought then becomes um, a vibrational tool. Uh, and it is translated in that way automatically into the universe. And that is how we communicate and that is how we, uh, we have our moments of, of, of allowing things to happen. Next slide. So the first, affirm who you are often and take a moment to bask in it. You know? You are, you are not a sinful uh, individual living in a capricious universe governed by law that you can't depend on that doesn't like you in the first place. That's not who you are. A lot of people sometimes think that that's who they are. And again, if they want to affirm that, they'll, you know, it's, it's, it's a boomerang, right? And they'll, but that's a choice we all make, you know? Um, uh, so it, it, we can do that or we can not do that. Next slide. Number two, realize that self-greatness depends on seeing it in each and all. You can't claim something for yourself. I cannot claim something for myself that I do not give that same pleasure and opportunity to, to everyone. I cannot say it's not fair that you are great. And again, however you define that, however you define that, it's not fair that you have this ability, however you define that. Uh, it's perfectly fair. They are an individual. They are choosing their own stuff. And it's right and perfect for you to do whatever is right and perfect for you to do within your choices that, uh, that you make. You are that spiritual being living in a spiritual universe and governed by spiritual law. And know that the same thing for everybody. Next slide. How to see the glass half full and not half empty as we look out upon the journey of life, as we look at other people and situations. Let's go on. See the world as a creation in process. Do you have trouble sometimes looking at the world and what goes on in it? We all do, don't we? We all um, would like to make some changes. We all would like to see things somewhat differently. We all would like to see people do things differently, perhaps with more kindness, more understanding, more acceptance, uh, this kind of thing. I don't think anybody in this audience here this morning in our grouping uh, would not make some changes if we had the opportunity to do it. But we can't, we can, yes we can, 
but it isn't productive for us to stay centered in that which isn't what we would like it to be and get all upset over it. That doesn't help a thing. To recognize, because the choice to be upset is an energy, it's a frequency that we generate, and it only comes back, and it's a part of us. So we see the world as a creation in process, not something that is already complete. And why? And move on to the next slide. Because if we take a pessimistic view of the world, and this is important, then everything in consciousness, whose consciousness? Yours and mine who see the world, it then contains the seed of failure and destruction if we see it in the world. We can't see something out there without keeping a copy of it in here. I almost said a carbon copy, but not anybody would know what that is this morning. <laughs> but we, we, if we see misery and destruction and evil and uh, all kinds of crappy things in the world, then that is a part of how we then will see other things within our life and within our experience. And we don't want to do that. So I'm not saying now to see the world then and look at things that obviously are not as harmonious or kind as you would like them to be, as I would like them to be, um, and to just simply uh, put our head in the sand, but to recognize somehow it is a unfolding work in process. And I just may not understand all the things, but I'm not going to label it with things with an energy labeling that then I do not want to keep in my consciousness because I will then see other things with that same, uh, with that same pronouncement. And I'll do it unconsciously. And that is the why we want to see the world without as much judgment as we can do, simply as something in process. Next. Waddle cites two steps necessary in the process. One, first, eliminate worry and fear. <laughs> well, that's all eliminated right now, isn't it from you? You've done it, right, as you sit there, right? Not, huh? Not. But what he's saying is worry and fear, you can't get rid of it all at once. You may not even, but you can nibble at it. You can nibble at it. And worry and fear, if it becomes pronounced, is then because your eye, we are not seeing the world as a something in process, that we are labeling more than we should other things. Um, so the more we can catch ourselves in that process, and we might be saying, well, there's worry and fear and anxiety, and judgment and condemnation and all the other things that we can fall into the trap of doing, then if we catch ourselves, then we can say, whoa, I don't want to do that. Let me go back to something that I can feel better about as I do it. And I may not understand what's going on out here, or I may not understand what's going on in a very close proximity to my life, but I know that something is unfolding that there is something there, there is the seed of something there that I can look upon and bring forth in a little better way. Number two, no, go back, thank you. Get in tune with the God current, number two. And this is simply, 
as it said a moment ago in that step, spend some time and revel in who you are, not who you are not. You are a spiritual being. You, you are beloved in the conscious presence of the essence of pure being. You are that which contains, you are what contains, you are the individualization of the essence of pure love itself. You are always in the process of unfolding the God idea of who you are. You cannot ever accept, well, you can, but again, it's not productive. But you, you do not have the pronouncement ever upon you of similar things to sinner or, or everything of that nature. You know, uh, you, you are not that. You, because, do you know the connotation? You know, whenever that is said to you in a church setting, there's the connotation that God has placed judgment upon you because you've done something dastardly wrong and you're in trouble. And that's never the case. You can never get it wrong because you never get it done. You are eternal. And sure, we have the process of recognizing I don't want to do that again because the consequences, I didn't like them. But I can make another choice. But you cannot mess up who you are. You are that essence of pure being, and nothing can change that. Nothing you ever do, think, or say, omission or commission, can get you out of that loop of wonderment and everything good. Next slide. Then, practice giving sway to your own inner guidance. Wean yourself away from what others think. How people often have as a habit when they want to talk about something or do something, they go to somebody else. What do you think? What should I do? Well, there are times when that is applicable. And there are other times when we need to practice being who and what we truly are and know ourselves to be and get on with our process of decision. Next slide. How? Well, whenever possible. Of course, never make immediate decisions. Exceptions, of course. Um, the little boy said, you know, um, well, I, well, I was prayed up when he fell off a tree and nothing happened to him when he hit the ground. I'm prayed up. I, I, I was in the, and that's, of course, is our goal, is to be prayed up. But um, when, we, when we have decisions to make, um, I'm sure you've discovered that there are times when you have to make a decision then. But there are other times when you can take a little moment and pull back in the greatness of making a decision that more that 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 more positively affects you. Okay, if that's possible, then do it. Next slide. In truth, you can never make a wrong decision. So, in your greatness, in your spirituality, in your journey, stick with a decision. Stir around in it. Uh, you know, you've made it, right? Label it good. I don't care if anybody else calls it stupid or inane or wrong. Um, uh, there are those who would be quick to share things like that with you, I'm sure. You know, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen you do in your life, you know. Well, that may be true, but I've done it and I'm sticking with this and I know that there's a seed of something good that is in there and I'm going to find it. And if you don't want to see me if, if you don't want to envision and help me find it, well, you know, then go talk to someone else. But I am in my seed of greatness, 
I'm going to recognize that this is a decision that I'm going to unfold next. And then give whatever action step seems to be yours the gift of doing it in a great way. What can you do? What can you think? What can you say? What can you envision to do this decision, the carry out mode of it, in as great a way as you can possibly do it? You know? Practice being that. Uh, you know, why not? It's a decision. We're talking about this aspect now of your spirituality and greatness. A decision, a plan, something that falls into your lap that you have chosen to do, to say, to think, to explore. Well, give it your best. Give it your best shot. That's important, always. Um, you know, you could, you know, I, you, you, right, I almost said, you know, never do anything half-assed. But I didn't say that. But you do something within the full energy that you can possibly do because that is stirring around in that energy that you want to activate more of. And it's exercising it. Next slide. In the science of being great, everything is equal. In other words, you give it your best shot if it's a little decision or a big decision. It doesn't matter. You are exercising a level of realization within you that will then serve you better and better and better as other decisions are made that you might in retrospect at some point consider some of them larger and more important than others. But they really aren't. They are all necessary for us to give our total energy to. Next. Cease keeping levels of extending greatness. In other words, I'll be not as, I won't give great energy to this over here, but I'll give great energy to this over here. And what thing and what we're tapping into is simply the understanding, as we just said a moment ago, we need to give it all the best shot. We need to extend choices of response to how we want the universe to respond to us. If we respond to choices we have made without the energy of the greatness of realizing that this is our goal at this moment, then the very universe itself will not respond back to us in ways that we want it to respond back to us. If we do not give the energy, the energy simply won't be there for us to receive as we seek to have it in our lives. Next. First and primary, greatness is something you are. It then becomes something you do. But you are innately great. However you define that, that's up to you. But you are innately great. You are innately wonderful. You are innately capable. You are innately possessing of all of the tools that you could ever want, need, or have to go toward any goal that seems real to you. So... As we do this, practice coming from center to circumference. What does that say? Practice from coming and basking from the God reality that you are and then moving into the world of whatever you think you need to do, be, and have. 